2: Jonathan what what is your go-to karaoke song?
0: Beyond the sea is my uh
2: <laughs> Bobby Darren. Bob- Bobby Darren. yeah. Uh, Neil go-to karaoke song?
3: Um I don't have one. I'm not great at karaoke, but the last time I actually practiced one and kind of nailed it was uh That's not
2: fair. You can't practice a karaoke song.
3: Yes you can. If you're having a karaoke <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fair. Don't fuck this up, Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it was rock and roll fantasy. Like for some reason, that was right in my register. And if you dig in, you can, you can, can kind of hit partner? it. Bad company? Is, that, is um, it bad I, company or foreigner? I think it's bad company. Is there any? I, difference I usually do cash because
2: I can kill it, Folsom. But if I don't, I'm going Hall and Oates. And I'm going Man Eater. Uh, oh my God! Because they're the same right. song. <laughs> 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 Jesus Folsom Prison, Man Eater. Holland Oates, uh, not Johnny not like Cash. That. It's the same. It's the well, same people. Holland Oates.
3: Yeah, and the rock and roll fantasy. Like if you just if you dig in those first couple lyrics, like here come the jesters, one, two, three.
1: <laughs> it's all part of my fantasy.
3: Part uh, <laughs> of your fucking colonoscopy. It
2: sounds like
0: the way you reach your fucking hand out there,
2: and you're uh, like deeper. <laughs> so, all right. So, have you ever duet? a duet
0: at karaoke, John. Like, like, let's duet. No,
2: I mean that could be one.
0: That could be that would I would love to you, do that one, but you no, you I haven't. Nev- I've never okay,
2: well, If if you had to duet on a song, which one yes. would would it be?
0: Oh, if I had to duet on a song, that Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty tune's pretty fun. Oh mm-hmm. no no no, what am I talking about? Don't go breaking my heart, fucking Kiki D and Elton John, far and away. Okay, my Second, favorite.
2: Follow up question, good one. What, not Kiki D? What singer would you want singing it with you?
0: Bob Dylan, so I would sound better than him.
2: <laughs> nice. I saw
0: i'd be the better singer on stage.
2: <laughs> Bob Dylan, circa sixty six. Dylan Twenty sixteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly twenty sixteen, man. Like I want to Give me some current
3: day Dylan. I want to smash an icon in public.
2: <laughs> Neil, who, who you got? Or well, what, what song? Song first. Duets first.
3: Yeah, I've certainly never um, successfully done a duet. I think I've tried a few. Was there an attempted um, duet at one, at one point? Neil's been arrested. <laughs> Neil's in
2: karaoke jail. Oh, we uh, got, got a duet. 184 attempted
0: <laughs> duet here, a uh, non-solicited <laughs> duet, action, in progress. <laughs>
3: But Jonathan, you brought up Stevie Nicks. If I could do one, if I could nail it, uh, leather and lace would be so good. That's a um, good one. Yeah, just to dear. like, because if you come in with that Don Henley part, and as long as you don't fuck it up, the girl's gonna carry the rest of it, and you're gonna be—it's be, it's a good be song. Good go. I, I kind of rediscovered it's, that song recently. Yeah, and it's also one of those ones that like you don't remember you even knew. It comes on, you're like, oh yeah, that one. That's that song. Great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is great. That's exactly. Um, Neil, who would you want singing it with you?
3: Well, can't, I would love... You can't pick Stevie. No. I, oh, I can, I can pick anyone. It doesn't have to be an acquaintance. No, nah, anybody.
2: Anybody. But not well, Stevie.
3: Well, I hate that my wife Michelle has a great voice and she never sings, so I'd love to hear her do it. Good answer. Safe answer. Yeah. We'll go with that.
2: All right. I'm going to go with Ebony and Ivory, and I would sing it with Billie Holiday.
3: Okay. <laughs> Sweet. I do not think she would
2: want to sing that song with you.
0: She'd be like, <laughs> st- "Yeah, we're gonna do that right <laughs> after Strange Fruit, Josh."
2: No, I actually, I actually have a song that I, I duet on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Can we do that now, Billy? We good?
2: Well, But no, if I did Strange Fruit, I'd do it with Greta Van Fleet. Um, but <laughs> what?
0: I would fire. I would suicide bomb that event. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I actually, I actually have successfully done. I've, I've successfully pulled off a, a karaoke duet of uh, Jackson. With John, Johnny Cash and June Carter. Uh, and nice. Who was who, who that with? One. I, I mean, I've done it with friends, but if I could do it with one person, probably be Patsy Cline. Uh, I yeah. would never sing anything with her. I'd she might be, I'd be look awful. Okay, so in saying that, second que- or third question, last question, maybe. I feel like you're asking me a lot of questions. Uh, it's okay. Uh, it's an interrogation. Remember, okay. Neil, we're in the <laughs> interrogation room. Like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's an interrogation. Oh, that Attempted, it. duet. Attempted duets. Uh,
0: Attempted duets. <laughs> like, were you there? And I was like, ah... I'm not sure what happened.
2: <laughs> I don't remember. Accomplice. Oh, was that <laughs> <laughs> Neil's like, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> You're uh, aiding <laughs> <eating> and
3: abetting. <laughs>
2: but your favorite duet, like not one that you have to sing, but like your favorite duet. Jonathan, I think I know yours. I think you've mentioned it multiple times on this
0: podcast. W- what? Islands in the Stream. Oh, well, I mean, <sighs> Islands in the Stream versus, versus Don't Go Breaking My Heart in like a West Side Story dance off fight. <laughs> It'd be a, I mean, it's just like, it wouldn't be a knife fight. It'd be more of a dance. It's like a, a dance fight.
2: Where does say, say, say fall on that? It doesn't fall on J- that. Oh, to...
0: I'm okay. going to have to go. Oh yeah. I think Kenny and Dolly might take it between the beard and the vocal range of Dolly.
2: So we got islands in the stream. Neil, what you got?
3: Um, anything with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. They have a couple options that are just always winners. Um, That's... And I'd say that's my true. least favorite is Mick and Bowie dancing in the street. <laughs> oh, really? That's and if you weird. haven't seen that YouTube video, wow, it is something to see.
0: Yeah, that's not, that, that fucking video is like a goddamn Starburst commercial with no candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? It's like, between so just the color and like, but seriously, I'm expecting like a rainbow of fruit flavor to just hit me in the face, and it never right. does. That's actually how they I decided to do the song. They're,
2: they're, they treated the, the video very literally. They are, they are dancing in the streets.
0: It's terrible.
2: It's so bad. <laughs> um, I am gonna do something newer. It's uh, Jay Z and uh, Alicia Keys. Uh, yeah. Empire State of Mind. It's very I, good. And I, I, I enjoy hearing that song. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't really care that much about New York City, that song makes really, really kind of does it for me. Yeah,
3: and for it to be like for them to be like, we're gonna write an epic song about. Teen- about New York, and then it actually catches on and is an epic, you yeah. know, because that can go wrong. And
2: it enters the canon, yeah. I mean, yeah. anything, yeah. anytime you have a song that enters the canon, that is, will will be associated with that for you know eternity, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a loafer, as we mentioned in the last episode. It's eternal.
0: <laughs> the eternal loafer, <laughs> the eternity <laughs> of the loafer. Oh my god! <laughs> that is the whitest thing I've ever heard anybody say in my life. <laughs>
2: And on that note, uh, you are listening to Pod Gabe Rock and Roll to you. And this week we are discussing Ben Gibbard's 2013 song, Bigger Than Love, featuring Amy Mann and released on the album Former Line.
1: the I
0: think it's a cool song. To talk about just in terms of someone being a, a good songwriter, a, a song being a, just a well-constructed song, even if it's not like your kind of go-to default style of music, because I mean, it my go-to default would definitely be more rock, like classic country, like heavier, like stuff, or, or, or whatever. But I think when a song is is well written, it really kind of transcends genre. And I think this one does in the sense that I feel like you get a real clear view of who the author is and, and at least the, the scenario he's encountered. And whether or not you exactly love it or don't love it or whatever, you I think he's still very clearly to most anybody is going to communicate who he is. And I feel like that's really what songs are supposed to do. And I feel like this one does it. I think this is one of the songs that does it at a higher level than it, it's usually recognized for. Like I never heard anybody talk about this song. So I just want to throw it out there and then kind of see what y'all thought about it and just kind of bring a little attention to it.
3: I've never heard anyone talk about this or heard this song, but I am way into it. I love this guy's stuff. As always, uh, he has a real knack for uh, catchy, sad, hopeful songs. It always strikes the same chord with me. And I think this is just another great one of his, you know, love songs. You know, he, he sings a lot of those. I love how he makes love so epic. It's always, you can always feel like the passion and emotion in his songs. And I think it's a really fine line to pull that off sometimes. Cause it can go way wrong. It can be cheesy when, when you kind of glorify and kind of put the, like this idea of love on a pedestal. You mean like that? But, but once again, once again, I think it's a solid triple. I think, I think he, I think he made contact and it's a great song. Interesting.
2: I, You know, like like you said, Neil, I I had never heard this song before this week, but well, that's not necessarily true because I know I've listened to this album, its own uh, Former Lives, which came out in 2012, because I really like the song Something's Rattling uh, off this album. I think that's a great song, Uh, but I I don't remember this song at all. It left no mark on me when I heard it, and Honestly, just I'm not a big fan of either Gibbard or Amy Mann, though I do like a couple songs by both. There's just nothing exceptional about the song to me. It's not catchy. It's very middle-of-the-road. It, the hook is fine. Like There was never a point where I listened to it this week where I, it was in my head afterwards or I kept singing it or, or, or even remembered that I listened to it until I listened to it again the next day. The lyrics are are good, but there there's really nothing special about this, in my opinion.
3: I'll agree with you on some respects. I don't think this is his best work. Um, I think this is another good sounding song, but there's many more of his throughout his various bands that I would have chosen over this. But
0: yeah, I mean, and I I forgot to mention Amy Mann because she's just she's so baked into the song that I, I don't even think about it. I, I've always liked her. I think she's super cool. I really dig her voice. I dig how. The thing I the thing I would say it's kind of exceptional about this song. Not that it's you know once again it's not a fucking Mount Rushmore kind of song, but it's great. So I think it's really good. I think it's like people always talk about songwriting and just the craft and all that bullshit. And I really I rarely like the songs people who talk about songwriting like that, right? But this one I think Mm -hmm. it's clearly it's concise. I like how energetic the rhythm is and the music and how paced the vocals and the storytelling are. I think the juxtaposition of energy and emotion moving quickly while something feels contemplatively nostalgic is interesting.
2: That That's funny because I actually thought today when I was listening to it, I was like, maybe that's why I don't like this song. I, you know, I, I don't like their vocals with this production. It, it, it's almost too chaotic. There's almost too much because Amy, man. I do like her voice. I mean, it's nothing special, but it's very understated. It's and cool. there's almost just too much going around it in this song. For I like whatever, and maybe but they're trying the to chaos make it of chaotic. The situation. I, I get it, but I, I just don't think they're. I, and I, I just go ahead and say I hate, hate his vocal. That's I, I just don't. <laughs> not unfair. I, I don't like how he sounds ever. Uh, it's, ever. It's very. It's very. I, I like how it sounds in that Rattling Song from this album, and I like a couple of Death Cab for Cutie songs. Actually, just one that I know of. <laughs> Which one? It's a, but, uh, I can't even think of the name of it. It's the long <laughs> one with a lot of guitar work and like, All music. Oh, The I,
0: I Will Possess Your Heart?
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a badass
0: tune. I agree. Now, that's his great, vocals are song. really rough in that one, his vocals, because the music's so cool.
2: Yeah, it's less about its vocals. This is, this is very, there's a lot going on around these vocals and i don't think it works i think it's i don't like the juxtaposition
3: um i think that's what takes this song above mediocre i mean there's nothing like a good duet i think if he was just singing the whole song it'd be like eh, okay i've heard this many times before but with her because she's singing his melodies like when it first starts i was like who's singing right now? Like you, she almost <laughs> sounds like him with just the way he does his melodies. And like, she
0: sounds like a tougher Ben Gibbard.
3: You can't tell who's singing in the, in the first couple lines.
2: Like, well, it, the masculine so voice go- is Amy Mann, but I th- but, no, I, 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 <laughs> I know, but like there's so like it, almost in the mix, I don't know if they do this on purpose, but like, she's not very clear. It's kind of jumbled with everything. Like mean? she's not out They front. get their own stanzas. Every- no. In the, in the beginning of the song, you have the, she comes in with, you, you have kind of that build up, which is cool. I, I do like that part of the song. You have like that organ and then there's a, maybe some, either a synthesizer or a piano or something. Up until the drums come in, you, it's almost like too, like she's just low in the mix and you can't really understand what she's saying.
0: Can I point, how, point out how all of us Southerners say organ, like the state Oregon, like we put like a, that Oregon. <laughs> like, like when i think when we say like oregon we don't just say oregon we say like oregon like the state are,
2: are you saying like oregon like your bodily organs
0: see we can't even tell what the fuck we're saying to each other here because we're trying to, i'm saying when you say the instrument organ, it sounds oh. like the state oregon oregon
2: <laughs> no, but it
0: starts it's all her like it's all her
2: i know but what i'm saying is the mix like, when I was listening to it all week, I'm like, God, the vocal is not clear enough for me up until the drums come in. And then they kind of resolve into when she starts singing her first verse.
0: So when she's going, can, it's bigger than love, than love. brighter than I yeah, yeah. it's too, you don't feel like the the vocal I, cuts.
2: There's something weird about the mix there, yeah. Mm, I disagree. To me.
3: I think it's fine. It's bigger than love, brighter than
2: I def- there's definitely some some parts of the song that I enjoy, you know. I've, I've said on past like the Counting Crows and and some other ones. If I can't if I don't like the vocal, I, I, it's just hard for me to listen to the song.
0: I think the the lyrics, while them in and of themselves aren't some fucking poetic masterpiece, you know. I feel like no word is wasted, and it so clearly presents a scenario that either I think it's easy to identify with or. At least know someone who's been in this exact same relationship. And it just feels so well written because of that. It feels like a short story, but not verbose, not trying to show off, just being very content dense.
2: Well, yeah, and that makes sense because it's based on letters written from F F. Scott to Zelda Fitzgerald. And so... And I don't know. That's probably my favorite part of the song is that he bases on these mm-hmm. on these letters, yeah. and probably because I've read, I think I, for some reason I read three two books and a book of his short stories over the um, over the pandemic. And so I I, I definitely like that, and, and and it's cool. And and he, he really sums up you know what you get out of their relationship very well and i and i do think it's 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 one that can relate to people it doesn't really relate to me i haven't had a kid i'm, I'm not an alcoholic and i haven't been in a asylum yet to all of those <laughs> things uh but, but like you said it's a short story like there's it's dramatic in a way that i don't think if this was like if he didn't base these off of those letters i, I don't know if it would be as effective but I, I like the lyric. I think it's yeah. very good.
3: I mean, even though he based them off those letters, it still sounds like just one of his songs. It sounds like classic Gibbard. And I like <laughs> the way he writes with such specific details. You know, it Can you feels... go
2: further into classic Gibbard?
3: <laughs> I'm about to, if you would stop interrupting me. Um, no, I like how he uses such specific details. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with that because it's kind of like... I love the details cause it makes the story richer, but it also takes it out of a universal appeal. You know, I don't have a daughter. I didn't champagne in Paris. Like I, I did once actually, but. So <laughs> <laughs> for that time I did. I just don't have a daughter. actually, <laughs> oh, I don't have daughter. an estranged daughter that I can't care for care for. It does sound hopeful, like the bigger than love, but it really, it, they're just saying like, I don't love you, but I respect you. I don't know.
2: It, it feels like what's bigger it, it's like bigger than love because we're codependent we can't live without mm-hmm. each other if, if you know about their relationship it was just a they were a very volatile yeah. couple we and broke they the bathroom were door. you know couldn't <laughs> live with I mean like the last verse he's talking about her being in North Carolina in an asylum and him in Hollywood uh, doing
0: the work of lesser men but that's <sighs> yeah. great though yeah. that's fucking brilliant Yo, that's man. a great line. no no no
2: that, yeah. that's, a, that's a great again the lyric you know he does yeah, a great so, job in the there's lyric there's so though.
3: many sad points that. And just like drinking so much you could barely see <laughs> like Jesus right
0: but, but like don't you I I can this sounds like a hodgepodge of people I, if I it's like a it feels like a montage of like people I know's lives a <laughs> <Sign laughs> <forward. laughs> montage like this could be a montage of people's life It's no one person I know who lived this but it sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah
3: totally. right um <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. absolutely montage. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that to end the montage? You, exactly. you look into your montage Decent section to with,
0: montage, <laughs> and end. montage
3: Montage exactly. uh, <laughs> One thing new, um, se- new section of the pot <laughs> What's it called? I think the chorus is very powerful But I wish they mixed it up a little bit It goes. It, they sing it like 12 times And I think it's written like There's there's room there where they could say Bigger than love and kind of Just play with the words a little more
2: I don't think the hook gets there. I, I don't think the chorus is that good. No, I, no, I the
3: melody is like I think as a full package it it, it works. Yeah. I'm not saying it's it doesn't I'm do not it. saying it doesn't do it for me. Melody
2: or words <laughs> or hook. Yeah.
3: I think it's
0: I, I will agree with you, Josh, that it's probably the weakest link in the song, which is interesting. It's kinda inverted that yeah, way, well, but I like the fact way. that I love the verses. I feel like the verses are better than most people's choruses.
2: I I like the verses more than the choruses, for sure. But then therein lies the problem with the song. As Neil just said, they sing that chorus like 12 times. I mean, not 12, but it's like 7 times. No,
3: it might be 12. It might be. (laughs) Well, they they
2: do it like 5 times at the end. But it's just too much of that and that is not enough it's not good enough in my in my mind like my favorite parts it doesn't
0: of, bear repeating
2: my, my favorite parts of the song and the melody are I mean I think it's the only best six part, but it feels like 12 <laughs> it feels like 12 that's what she said uh, <laughs> that's what he said actually <laughs> um, I, but I think the the, the the best actually that's
0: what I mean they were at Subway
3: that was a well placed no they were at Subway just to be clear
0: <laughs> I don't know what you guys were thinking this is a Subway situation
3: five <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, get it together. Folks. The,
2: yeah, I, I think the best part of the song for me is the "Our Summers in Paris." The scene over the is it the scene or the sign? The sign or the sin? Sign, sin. The, uh, the river. None of them are right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, parentheses sp or
0: the river in Paris. Right.
2: Yeah, uh, the river in Paris overflowing with champagne, and then it ends with "So our house got crowded, and I never felt it that." And we had a child there, but we couldn't raise her on our own. I just think that whole verse kind of really portrays a lot it's in good. four lines. That's what I'm saying. It's so good. You know, like, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's like years in four lines. The, so um... that, 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 that's very impressive. We
3: the end of that verse is my favorite. Our, our house got crowded and I never felt so alone. And even the way yeah. he sings that felt so all alone Scrap. yeah well yeah he
2: got he goes that he does the thing in the melody there where before the chorus he's going to the five for the first time and i now i do i do enjoy that yeah uh, well, in the melody but then you get to that boring ass chorus and i'm like yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's kind of hard when the chorus is not your favorite part if the chorus is better than the verse it'd be i think an extraordinarily good song but I heard this. I don't think I mentioned. I I saw this on Colbert. Like they just played it like on Colbert, huh. and then really, and I then didn't I see that. I was like, "This is fucking cool." And then I got it and I listened to it, and I just I dig the the perspective. And you know, once again, I'm so glad I'm doing the pod and not doing the research because that's cool. I didn't know what it was written about. I didn't know because I was like, "They don't have a kid." Because <laughs> I did the re- I looked
3: this a little bit. Jonathan just comes here to learn fucking. Well, there's no point in us all Wikipedia telling each other things you already realistic.
2: know. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think it's, it, it's perfectly because I, I didn't know that until I looked it up and, and, and then it made perfect sense. But uh, because at first I listened to it and I was like, what is this? About some people who got divorced? Like, what's bigger than love? Divorce? <laughs> uh, like, like hate? You're like, oh, F, F
0: Scott Fitzgerald, <laughs> now it makes total sense.
2: Is hatred bigger than love? You could actually interpret this song that way.
0: Well, you could. <laughs> but the question is, is it bigger than Robert Plant's love? <laughs> is it bigger than every inch? Of Robert Plant's love Because he wants to give you every inch of his love
2: He, he, he definitely does I'm surprised we, he
0: didn't we, use the metric system Being English actually
2: <laughs> Every, Maybe, every, every <laughs> centimeter I, I want to give you every centimeter Of my love exactly. All four of them uh, <laughs> um, Well okay so I'd say that Jonathan your favorite Line in the song
0: that's the thing I love about it. I don't think a single one of them's wasted. I think every, I'll whatever you guys want to don't pick. I'll pick the other one because I mean, I mean, the, the the one you said about uh, "I never felt so all alone." That's obviously great. That's probably one, but they're all. I mean, I really do like most all the
2: lines. I yeah, a time. I, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that that little couplet there. And we had a child there, but we couldn't raise her on our own, so our house got crowded, and I never felt so all alone. It's like fuck you, you rich prick. But also. Uh, <laughs> You know, clever way to put that. Hold oh, no. on, oh,
0: no. hold on. Fuck you, you rich prick. What?
2: Because the, the, the Fitzgeralds—they they were like we had a, one child and we couldn't raise her all alone, so we hired a bunch of people to take care of her. And, and now then we felt I even feel worse. All alone.
3: <laughs> okay, I think right out of the gates, the music is nice. The way it starts—you um, mentioned it before, Josh—with just it, it's like almost a scratchy vinyl sound or an organ, like a a bell or toy piano and then the big acoustic strumming I don't know how you accomplish that but it sounds so nice because it really captures that big sound of an acoustic guitar without it being like right in your face and that's and then it just continues from there the whole song has a a full sound to it nothing there's no not many highs and lows it just kind of just cruises along at a nice speed. And, and I know I
2: said this earlier where like the mix was, was kind of off where I, like, I, I feel like her voice wasn't out front enough, but I feel like I would like the song more if it just continued in the vein that it starts off with up until the drums get there. Because once the drums... I really don't like the drums in the song either. I, once they come in, I, I'm just like, whoa, this is just too much for what's going on right now. The rhythm section in general.
0: What you're probably not liking is the snares on all four beats. Most songs yes. are like, Kick, snare, kick, and this is snare, mm-hmm. snare,
2: snare, stamp. And, the and whole they, time. They, there's a section in the song where they change the bridge.
0: Yeah, yes. it breaks down. And um, uh, "Rebel Rebel" does that too by Bowie. Boom, ba, ba, ta, da, da. It's just snare, snare. Yeah,
2: but snare. That, that's just a much, much better song. I'm just
0: pointing. I'm fine. not comparing. Yeah, it. Yeah. I'm just saying it's another song that does that kind of thing. I, I like it because I like that's where the energy comes from. That's where the drive, and that's where that frantic, complicated nostalgia in the moment business comes from and so there again that's i like that juxtaposition but it's not dancey it's but it's driven and i like the fact that it's not like a dance song because it's too somber to be dancing
2: the tone of it also just kind of makes me like it's all it's all it's like a little punk right like, punk does that.
0: It's the drive. But,
2: yeah, but, but then yeah, it, it also... Not... The the tone kind of makes me feel like it's like a, also like a 90s alt rock, which fits with the is. Amy Mann thing, you right. know? So, like, it kind of is, and that's just not... I don't love that sound.
3: One thing I noticed that I really liked is all the guitar licks that are going on through the verses. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's really cool. It's really tough to do to be that busy while someone's singing but for it not to like distract you for it to mix right in but if you just focus on the guitar it almost sounds like a guitar solo like if you just isolated that it it you know the guitar is definitely doing a lot of work during the verses
2: absolutely and then once again I know I sound like a broken record here but again I, when I was listening to it I was like god the, the electric guitar is just too much it's like too no, chaotic that's just you, we, Josh. along with the vocals <laughs> no i mean it's just and again, I, I know I said I don't want really is like,
3: no one must interfere with the singer ever. No. When the singer's <laughs> singing, everyone shut the no, fuck shuts up. shuts the fuck There's up. There's just too much going
2: on underneath there. I, to be fair, <laughs> I do really like the riff when they go into the bridge. How fair of you. The, yeah, the Yeah, where he comes down to that weird, like. Yeah, it's, little...
0: it's like, it's, it's not diminished, but it's some weird. I think that is a key change or something.
2: I And the tone of the guitar is fine. I just think there's too much going I just think there's it's too chaotic. It's too like with the production, it's like, let's really have this drive and chaos because it fits with this well, relationship. I and don't, that
3: kinda I, I do not like I didn't it. hear any chaos. I don't like it. I didn't hear <laughs> like it sounds like a smooth, well produced, nice song. Like at no point did I feel like this was chaotic. I feel like it's very well put together. It may not be your cup of tea, and I see how there is a lot going on, but I don't I don't think – I think it was well done with everything that is going on.
0: Josh, I, I, for me, and I, I may have said this, I would replace chaotic with frantic. I, to, I feel like it's frantic. But I feel like sure. you're saying there's too much happening – And not enough going on, like at the same time, kind of situation. And that's the thing. Too much
2: going on and not enough at the same time. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Too much happening, nothing going on. I like the emotional, because it's a charged song and that gives it the charge.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get what both of you guys are saying. And let me clarify. I think, like I said at the beginning, it's because I just don't think either one of their vocals. Works with what they're trying to do musically and with the production. Let me ask you this
0: about the chorus. What do you like less, the melody of the chorus or the words or the vocals? Like, which.
2: Actually, I, I don't mind. When she sings the chorus, it's. it's Okay. So it, you don't mind the bigger than It love. sounds fine. Uh, when he sings it, it's bigger than love. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He just, again, he just yeah. sounds like the. Him and the guy from the Decemberists sound the same. <laughs> I don't know what it is about their vocal, but I fucking hate it. If I had to choose one, um...
0: melody worse or vocals verse.
2: Instead of murder, fuck, kill, you just asked me the kill, kill, kill. You know, <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Murder, <laughs> fuck, kill. I mean, Mary, <laughs> fuck, Mary, fuck, kill. You just, you just gave me the kill, kill, kill. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah,
0: how about that, Josh? Murder, buff, kill verse, bugging melody lyrics, melody performance. Give me a habit. Murder, buff, kill.
2: <laughs> I would marry <laughs> the the words, the lyrics. Okay. I would, the, um, I would um
0: um the words. Right. Okay. I would fuck
2: <laughs> the melody. I mean, hate I fuck would, or
0: lovingly fuck.
2: It would it would be it would <laughs> be a <laughs> it would be melody. a drunk limp dick. Not not, not a great. So, <laughs> so we're, <laughs> thinking, we're talking about Kings <laughs> of Leon fuck. <laughs> yeah yeah a soft fuck. <laughs> uh, a soft <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I would kill. Uh, uh the, vocal. the vocal, okay Ben gibbards especially
0: now yeah. I understand exactly what you mean um
3: okay well I don't think it's amazing I don't think it's anything genius but I do one part of the chorus that brought me in is just because I do like Gibbard I like uh, a lot of the stuff he's done but just the end of the chorus dun dun don't don't dun, dun, like it, it sounds like every other song it, yeah. it's like it's part of the same theme you know a lot of artists have that sound where Everything sounds like the same song, part of a big story. And I think the chorus is classic Gibbard, and that's what brought me back in. Or brought... classic Gibbs. Classic Gibbs. I, I
2: will. I will say another part of the music that I, I do like is there, there is like kind of a piano banging uh, yeah, yeah. In, in in the mix that I I like. Um, it's very effective. And the little after the bridge when they do the stop, it's almost a little. The stop almost lasts a little too long. But when he comes back in, that's the only time I really like his vocal in the song is when he, yeah, when he there's oddly no enough, is when he's kind of by himself. But then, and then when she comes in with him and they harmonize okay together, it's not like, oh my God, this is great harmonies.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: and then when the drums, again, when the drums and shit come back in, I'm like, right, well, I that part,
3: I mean, when it, when it stops um, and he comes in back in, cause you think the song's over. And then you're like, oh, yeah. oh, we're, we're, okay, we're going again. And then he comes back in real soft, and you're like, oh, this is this is nice. But then when they kick back in, you're like, all right, all right. Let's, all, let's all right, right. Let's all right. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home, fellas. <laughs> and they're like, no, we got no, four no. more of these for Wait, you. It's, no, it's bigger. <laughs> you don't get it yet. It's fucking
2: bigger. It's bigger than love. I don't know. You, you don't know what is bigger than love, but it. <laughs> The how they feel about
0: their situation. I, play at night and dance
1: around the night.
3: I think the song would be a lot cooler if it just stopped right there. You know what I mean? Because he just sings that yeah. line, I play at night and dance around the room. And then if it just cut off, it'd be like, it'd kind of leave you wanting more. You know, I think it'd that be, be cool.
2: That, that, that would be cool. I mean, I, I think the other thing is. Her vocal kind of belies wisdom. Yeah. So singing about this content, he doesn't though. Like his vocal doesn't. Like I'm not saying he he's not a wise guy or hasn't lived a life, but his vocal doesn't really display that. I mean, well, it's that's it's okay a, though. So, so but the, that's the contrast between the two of them, I think, is a little. No,
0: awesome. but that's a, it, that's the whole and dynamic of the relationship.
2: And sure, that's fine. Well, but oh, in, sure, in terms that's of fine. No that's, no, no, that's the point. That's how people
0: miss each other, though. Uh,
3: that's fair. That's fair.
0: Right? That's that's but, why it's so accurate. It's not homogenized. It's the difficulty of people trying to square a scenario.
3: I, I that's definitely believe him. I, this is what he does in every song. He just nails, like, like
0: energetic, bittersweet, fucking contemplative, like, trying to analyze like what happened. Can we make it work going forward? It's just so charred in a, gener- in a generic way.
2: Another impressive thing. I mean, it says it's produced by Aaron Espinosa, this album, uh, Former Lives, but he he played all the instruments uh, on Gibbard. this album. Mm-hmm. F- from what I read. So like a- everything you hear on the song is him, uh, which kind of makes me think he was the only guy in there. And, you know, maybe Espinosa needed to have some more say and <laughs> um, you know how that production went
3: well on the production uh, I think this th- they have good chemistry I, I, whether you kind of think they sound good together or not I read something where they were basically doing this song. Gibbard said when they were recording this, commenting on her comedic sense and how fun it He he said they just laughed the whole time. But I do think one more point just about the production. I don't know why Gibbard even plays as like Gibbard, Death Cab, Postal Service. It all sounds exactly the same. (laughs) I mean, this sounds like a Death Cab song with Amy Mann. I don't know why he, as far as production, it sounds like every other thing he's done. I mean, I think Postal Service... Had a little more electronica to it, but it still has that same quality.
0: Well, I, th- I think he's kind of a Brian Wilson type. Where, like, I mean, the Beach Boys are the Brian Wilson band. I mean, it's, so he just kind mm-hmm. of, he yeah. sets the pace. He writes the songs. <clears throat> he makes the arrangements. I mean, I'm not saying he's Brian Wilson, but he's of the, ilk, of the ilk. And talking about Amy Mann's charisma and comedic timing or whatever. I mean, she was in The Big Lebowski. She, what? She was the girl who got her toe cut off. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's that's like an Amy Mann and Flea uh, and uh the guy yeah, from no, Fargo.
2: She, she's great. I mean I I shouldn't say I'm not a big fan. I just haven't like she was bunny dove Lebowski? into her catalogue. I mean I No I, no I,
0: Bunny didn't um, get her toe cut off. That,
3: that was, uh, was fake. That was terror She, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a nihilist. Okay. Okay. She okay. was the Got female
0: it. nihilist. She believes in nothing.
3: <laughs> she,
0: <laughs> she believes in nothing, Lebowski.
2: speaking of, of amazing vibes, uh <laughs> let's 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 ride into let me our gas vib- her up over ride. here hold on uh cue the music in three, Oh two, god one mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, did, did the vibrator take a shit before it's not, it, started out? It's not, it's just,
0: it felt self-conscious Is everyone's looking
2: at it it's, it's kind of like when you're trying to pee neil when do you want to hear this song
3: Considering I've I'd never heard the song before Jonathan picked it, um, I want to hear it when I pop it on to check out what song I'm going to be talking about this week. <laughs> um, and it was just it was a pleasant surprise. I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. Jo- Johnny, when do you want to hear this song? I think
0: this is definitely a good driving song. This is definitely a good like
3: yeah, with the beat.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a good just pounding the steering wheel. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I do, Josh. You're the person next to you, like brighter than all. Just, just look at the person in the next car, just hitting on the snare. Like, oh yeah, just singing. Uh, that's love. Uh, I'm just hitting the horn every time. Oh, 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 And they're like, "What's that dude on?" And it's like Ben Gibbard, son. Uh, is that Freedom Rock? <laughs> no, that's Ben Gibbard. He's on.
0: <laughs> hey, oh, oh, is that is that Ben Gibbard that he's on? <laughs> that is Ben
2: Gibbard. Holy shit. Uh, I want to hear this when I want to fast forward to another song.
0: What kind of stupid answer is that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> when I want to hit that, I give that a fucking. That's the lowest rating of the night. Next, right there. next. <laughs> Where's the gong? Gong. <laughs> and now we've gonged ourselves under the end. Josh influence. is getting hits from
0: the gong <laughs> up in here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: oh. I always take my hits from the gong <laughs> uh, neil what's uh what do you think this was influenced by? what did it influence, et cetera et cetera
3: um well, I think uh it was influenced by great duets, uh kind of like stop dragging my heart around and stuff like that just throughout the years um
0: uh, Dewey Cox Let's Duet. I think is definitely a <laughs> do classic. It. Don't don't forget about sweet, that one.
3: Sweet. In this song specifically, Amy Mann sounds a lot like Chrissy Hyde from the or Hind from the Pretenders. It sounds mm-hmm. so much like yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's. Cool. And then you know, other than that, there, there's a couple of bands like Josh. You mem you mentioned the Decemberists. I think Neutral Milk Hotel, Built to Spill, mm, stuff like good. that is very uh, similar. And this song specifically. I think really has a Arcade Fire rebellion sound to it. It's the same like do, do, it's with that, the piano bump 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 bump. Bum. It's it's yeah. really that same vibe as that song. I just wanted to point it out, Jonathan. Well, the difference is though <laughs> they do it on the kick
0: and they're doing it on the snare. Okay, I'm just saying like it's that's, Yeah, yeah.
3: the, yeah, the, the, totally, the kick totally. is like an EDM. Vibe. It is. It's mm-hmm. just that driving beat with the piano and for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan, what do what do you think?
0: Um, I think it's kind of, you know, definitely Beach Boysy uh, influence, like of yeah. that production wise. And the since uh-huh. they put a lot in there, it's kind of takes a lot of the classic cues of songwriting from like the Beatles and that kind of stuff. And I think you know, it's it's of the same school and contemporor- contemporaries with like Weezer, that kind of vibe. And so I think it kind of parallels that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's of that kind of unique brand of songwriting where it's not it's passionate, but it's not like sexual. Like there's an adolescence, but it's like grown up.
2: Yeah, it's influenced by F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald. I would say, I would say first and foremost, oh, whatever. Uh, and then it, y- 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 y'all basically said like Weezer, uh, Neil. You said like old duet song, "Don't Go Breaking My Heart," stuff like that. It's it's it, like like you said, John, it's not your typical love song. So like it's a different take on that, I guess. But but yeah, its it's and the got the Decebrist, I don't know who influenced who I don't mean, it well sounds like a, him. as far
3: as as far as a as far as a back alley fight, fucking death Cab wins every time De- Decemberists, i'm the the to me sounds like what Gibbard sounds to you, or you mix them together i I can at least I'm not into Inter- the interchanger at all
2: <laughs> no I, I, th- I like his his music better. Usually when I hear his stuff, the Decemberist, I don't really like anything about him. But, <laughs> well, well, since we're since we're just talking about the Decemberist, why don't we get under the covers for a minute and uh, and discuss discuss something bigger than love? Um,
0: I I, how does that have to do with the Decemberist?
2: I am I am going to uh, not comment further on the Decemberist and and go ahead and crawl under the covers where you guys can join me. Come on, as we a, I, I got a long
0: December <laughs> down here for you, Joe.
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? None. Yeah, there are there, none. Yeah, the, the, so it's two this
3: week. It's a big goose egg. It's a big goose egg under the covers. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I know you did. This is the week you, you tried and there are none? <laughs> uh, I scoured the earth.
2: Well, so in that case, uh, now that we're... <laughs> I, out from under the covers already and putting our shoes on. Jonathan had (laughs) his shoe fit. You saw that long December. You're like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. I'm putting my (laughs) shoes on already. Uh, (laughs) Jonathan has his shoe fit.
0: Uh, I have a pair of uh, skate shoes. They look like Vans. They're actually Adidas, but they're like, they're white and they have all these like different pink and turquoise blue and different colored skulls on them. Sweet, bro. And it fits like that where it's like artistic and kind of like Indie and alternative and, but definitely like undeniably cool.
3: Cool. Neil, what you got? Um, I think it's fits pretty well. It's like a dress shoe that I didn't know I needed, Um, but I'm glad I have now. Uh It's only worn on rare occasions, but it, it, it it belongs in the collection.
2: Nice. This uh, for me, this fits like a pair of shoes that I'll like look at once in the display window and then continue walking past without thinking about them again
0: and they, they only come in one size and that size is bigger than love So do you have these bigger than love wide
3: how much are those boat about, shoes in the window yeah. how
0: about wider than love do you have something in wider than love
2: do you have something deeper than love uh, and, and on that note yeah we, we are going to play a cover of Benjamin Gibbard with Amy Mann bigger than love
0: Song name here.
1: It's bigger than love, it's brighter than all the stars combined, it's dwarfing the sun, it's burning. In my heart. combined, it's dwarfing the sun, it's burning within my heart and mind, it's bigger than love, it's brighter than all the stars combined, it's dwarfing the sun, it's burning within my heart and mind. brighter than all the stars combined. It's dwarfing the sun. It's burning within my heart and mind. It's bigger than love. It's brighter than all the stars combined. It's dwarfing the sun. brighter than all the stars combined it's dwarfing the sun it's burning within my heart and mind
2: the cover you just heard was performed by jonathan horton and georgia lang Thanks for listening to Podgave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Podgave Rock. Feel free to send in us any song suggestions you'd like us to do. Next week is Neil's week. So, Neil, what will we be discussing?
3: We'll be discussing Green Day's 1994 hit, Basket Case. Can't wait. (laughs)